Okay, y'all, it's BP from the future. I've, I've just got to put out a couple disclaimers before we hop into the episode. So disclaimer number one, the sound quality throughout is just insane. So the first 15 minutes, straight up, recorded it on my iPhone. The phone was in the cup holder, stuck in traffic. You know the vibes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot it to you straight. We got a full-time job. We, we, got, we got stuff going on. And frankly, I just... I couldn't carve out enough time. So I took advantage of the opportunities that I had and we did a little cup holder action. So it is what it is. Thank you for that. And disclaimer number two, this it, it's a little chaotic. There's a lot going on. This is very much not scripted. This is very much not studied. This is very much on a whim, very much on the fly. I just wanted us to feel like we're two friends just chatting, just getting down, just having a little fun, candid, cool conversation. So we're just going to keep it funky, keep it fun, keep it fresh. And that's it. That's it for the disclaimers. You know what we're doing. Get ready to sip. Get ready to spill. Get ready to vibe out. Hello, everyone. What is up? It's your girl, BP. Welcome back to the Down and 30 podcast. As always, I am your host, Elizabeth. I am officially 31, y'all. We have done it. We have made it. We are one year into this thing, one year into the 30s lifestyle. You know the vibes, just living life, doing big things. My vibe right now is just living life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super stoked. I am going to kick off our little Enneagram series that we have here. So today I'm just going to dive into what the fuck is the Enneagram? Why do I care? Why might you care? You may not care. That's freaking great. We all have different interests in life, but I'm going to highlight what it is. We're going to go into the different types. I'm going to break down what to expect from the series, and then I'm just going to gas up my type. I'm a a fucking eight dog, you know what I'm saying? Big eight energy over here. And um, yeah, we're we're just going to get after it. So after we take a little listen from our sponsor, let's hit it. All right, so let's do this thing. Get ready, pop a wine, pop a beer, pop a water, pop a juice, pop a spritzer, pop a tea whatever the vibes are. It's 94 freaking degrees, fam. So I'm recording this on Monday, June 7th. It's, it's 94 fucking degrees, fam. You know what I'm saying? This is some, this is some blow up pool weather. This is some just like sit in the shower weather. This is some turn the hose on sprinkler action weather. And it's, it's real out here. Check on your pets, check on your grandparents, pop that AC on heavy. It's real out here. So let's get into it. Let's get after it. So over the next few to several episodes, at least today and three more, but maybe even like a few more after that. Um, So over these next few to several episodes, I am going to dive into my favorite topic, which is the Enneagram. So if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, what the hell is it? So it's, it's basically this, this model, this tool that we can use and it's not just about personality traits but it's about belief systems and you know these traits and morals and motivations and fear systems that really kind of like almost not not necessarily that they dictate everything that we do but like they sort of do like everything that we do everything 
you know, that we do or say or, you know, feel and whatnot is, is based on these, like, core beliefs that we may have. And the thing that's dope about the Enneagram is, like, it's, it's focus is on this interconnectedness. So if you've ever seen the Enneagram model, it's a circle and all the nine numbers, the nine types, um, they're all arranged on this circle. It's not a ranking system. There's no numerical value. No one number is better than the other. In you know, certain cultural or social situations, one number might be better or quote unquote worse than the other, uh, depending on what the situation or belief system may be. But inherently, none of these numbers are all good or all bad. That's just not the way that it goes. Um, but within the circle, there are different groupings. You'll see things like triangles. You'll see things like arrows. You're going to see, you know, why different numbers are connected to others. And there's like a lot to unpack there. I'm in no way a specialist. I'm not an Enneagram coach. I just did like a lot of self-research into this because I just, I find it fascinating. And once I realized my type, I just was like, oh my God, this explains so much. And the cool thing about it is like, it doesn't put you into a box. It, it shows you all these things and all these you know, like systems of beliefs and actions. And it really allows you to like, just know yourself and know those around you so much better so that you can grow and you can learn from yourself and learn from others. Like you don't have to be stuck to, Oh, I'm an eight. So I'm, I'm always confrontational. No, you can, you know, figure out, okay, how do I harness that bold energy of mine to benefit me in certain situations, that type of thing. So that's what I love about it. It's not just like, oh, haha, you're a such and such. You always do this. No, it's, it's never that at all. Like you may be aware, okay, I'm an eight. My tendency to respond to feelings of controlling or, you know, being belittled is to be angry. Okay. So how can I, how can I harness that angry energy into something productive? That type of thing. Similarly, there's, there's really, really good things about each number, you know, so it helps you to, you know, hone in on your skills and all the amazing parts of you, you know, so again, for instance, an eight, cause I'm an eight, you know, how do I take my tendency to step into leadership roles and my fearlessness, how do I take that and, and use it for something bigger? Okay, maybe that's going for a promotion at work or, you know, maybe that's being the one to always organize the dinner plans for social events, you know, different things like that. Um, and, you know, some of them can seem like little things, but there are some people like they don't want to take the reins and that's great too. And so they're happy to have the eight in their lives step in and be like, okay, reservation, six o'clock, here we go, here we are, let's hit it, that kind of thing. So that's just what I love about it. And it also helps me problem solve. It helps me problem solve my own issues. It helps me to understand those around me and figure out, okay, you know, I, I know this about them. I know that, you know, that this person in my life who's a two, you know, they, they really thrive off of this, this interdependent relationship of, you know, they, they offer themselves, they're helpers. And, you know, if, Maybe if they don't feel like that gift is being utilized to the best that they know it can be, maybe that makes them upset or frustrated or, you know, for some unhealthy twos, maybe they're a bit needy or whatever. So all these things you can see and, and it allows me to be introspective and just, just really freaking thrive. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I love about it. And we all have bits of these traits in us. Your number is just the one that you have the most traits 
compatible with. That's all it is. Like, when you take a quiz, when you take a test, you're going to show up as, you know, um, they're usually presented in, like, percentages. For me, holy shit, 98% of my answers match with those of an 8's characteristics. Not surprising. But, you know, like, 70% of my responses match up with a 7 and a 3 and a 9. Um, fun fact, so my least number that I test as is a one. I'm usually in like the 20 to 30% range for a one. Um, and it's funny because ones and eights are in the same grouping system. It's called a triad. And we're in the same group that we're called the gut triad. Like we're everything we do is like, it's very visceral. We feel everything with our body. All of our decisions are like just very much. We react from the gut very much that. Um, so it's interesting. I do relate to nines when I test, but apparently my answers don't line up with with ones um even though a lot of the things that we would do or a lot of our reactions or actions are similar our our root more our root motivation or our root fear between an eight and a one are vastly different so that's why we test so different and you know it's just it's very interesting there's there's a lot i could say about that but take the quiz if you haven't already take a look at you know, um, what do you, what do you test the most as what other ones are high contenders for you? Um, sometimes we can mistype the first time I took the test. I think I was like a six and I read it and I was just like, I don't think that any of this applies to me. And not just that, like, Oh, I don't like this or only certain things. Like none of it felt like me. And so I was like, all right, go back and like, just answer really honestly. And ever since then, every time I've ever taken the quiz, I've never got any other number as my highest ever again. But the point of that is like, like I said, we all have bits of all of these numbers. Um, and you know, we're going to not necessarily have all the qualities, good or bad of our number at any given time, because we're always changing and we're always influenced by certain situations or our environment. Um, we're also influenced when you look at the actual Enneagram, we're influenced by the numbers that are next to us. For me, it's a seven and a nine. So even though I have this bold personality and I'm confrontational, the nine next to me is the peacemaker. So there's this part of me that's also influenced by that. The seven next to me is the enthusiast. So that is like part of, you know, what makes me this sort of like, just like wild card. I'm like, you know, always ready to throw a celebration, very much that. So you'll see, you're not just stuck in this box. It just shows you, you know, why you may do or say or react a certain way. Um, and again, it's not to label you or stereotype or, you know, confine you to a certain set of roles. I use it, like I said, to help me problem solve and relate to myself and to others. And like, we really could go down a freaking rabbit hole of like stereotypes of each type and you know, myths and just really freaking spiral. Um, but I, I won't do all that, but I do want to go through my number and, um, not to be like self-centered. I mean, it's, it's my fucking podcast. Um, I, I love eight. So, you know, of course I'm going to love eights. I am an eight. Some people don't love their type. That's cool. That's dope too. Um, I'm looking at you fours. Um, but yeah, I, I want to dive into the eight a lot in most research that I've done, even if it's like Instagram posts, blog posts, like books, uh, stuff from actual Enneagram coaches who do this for a living, 
Um, most of them agree that eight is one of the most misunderstood types on the Enneagram model, which is not surprising to me. Um, I've always felt very misunderstood. Um, I'm just, I'm very like high energy, very passionate, very intense. And people can read that if they're not used to that type of energy or not familiar with it. People can read that in a lot of different ways and it's not always in the way that I intended it. And um, there's also the eights have this tendency if, if, you know, we're not healthy or if we're, you know, on the self-destructive path or, you know, our needs aren't met or we're not, you know, listening to our own instincts and all that. Um, we can have this tendency to be like egocentric and destructive. Um, there's actually a lot of like horrible people in history that were eights. There's horrible people in history of all numbers, but like there's some standouts for me and I was like, Oh dope. All right. So definitely got to put a new face to the eight name, but yeah, we, we really could spiral, but I really just wanted to, like I said, dive into my number, but I do want to take a chance to go over all of the numbers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break them up into the triads. So since we're kicking it off with eight tonight, we're going to start our triad series with the gut triad, which is going to be eight, nine, and one. And then we'll work our way from there. And we're going to go over the other numbers in that way. I'm going to give a description of each number. Uh, we're going to talk about how they relate to each other and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just supposed to be fun. Like I said, I love it. I, I think it's very interesting. It, I like it more than like horoscopes and astrology. It just, I, I just jive with it a bit more. Um, I just, I understand it a bit better. And so I like it. It's, listen, I'm a Gemini through and through. Don't get me wrong. So I believe in that shit too. But this is just, I, yeah, I, I this is definitely my hill to die on when it comes to like personality traits and stuff. I'm not a big, what's it called? My Myers-Briggs. I'm not, I'm not a big Myers-Briggs person. I don't know. I'm like, I'm something. But I don't, I don't even know. There's like those four letters. You always see them in the little dating profiles. Oh, I'm an INF too. I don't know. I have no effing idea. But I am an Enneagram 8 and I am a fucking June Gemini. And you know what that means. We're bringing big energy to the game. Big energy to the game. So that's the plan. That is the schedule, if you will. Going to have some guests join me. Um, I do have two cousins who are in the gut triad with me. And... We are going to do an episode together. We're all each different numbers in the triad. So we make up the full triad, which is lovely. Uh, I'm an eight. My cousin Molly is a nine. And uh, my cousin Bridget is a one. So you'll see how, like, we all have these similarities. But then, you know, these differences and how it all just works. And you can totally see how we can just spiral. <laughs> we can just totally spiral off of each other. So that'll be fun. And I'm going to try to have some guests of the other numbers. Uh, I do know people of each number. I have, you know, people of each number um, in my family. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see who wants to jump on the pod, who wants to, you know, give us their time and their energy and their space. And just, you know, we'll see. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask people for too much. But if you know your Enneagram number, you're interested in this series, you're interested in uh, volunteering your number to be on the pod, hit me up. I'd be happy to have you. Um, if you just want to listen to your own number, like I said, we're going to do uh, eight, nine, and one next week. 
Then we're gonna do two, three, four, and then five, six, seven is is what we'll round it off with. I love seven. I'm happy to end on seven. It's a great number. I love them all, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's just let's let's chat about the eight shit. Okay, y'all. Here we go. I mean, I figured what better way to celebrate the big three one than to hop on the pod and talk about my favorite topic, the freaking enneagram. So. Listen, my my little um, my little traffic spiel. My higher self probably would have said something else. So let me just sum it up real quick. The Enneagram it's it's a model of the human psyche. It explains some personality traits. It's based in typology, which hello nine types. It's all interconnected. Everything is connected. It heavily stresses emotions, actions, and responses, and how they are all based in a combination of our core motivations and core fears. I just wanted to drive that home. I frankly can't remember what I said in traffic. So I just, just really want to make, make sure I drive that home. It's all about the motivations. It's all about the fears. It's not about like these little nitpicky things like that. It's, it's not superficial. It's very, very deep. It's spiritual. It's very spiritual. Um, So yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure that I drove that point home before jumping into the great eight. So, you know, uh, hello, it's, it's me. It's my pod. It's still my birthday. It's my birthday until July 1st. That's just the way it works. And yeah. So, you know what? Let's just, let's have a little bit of fun. I, I kind of want to go off script. LOL script is so funny considering I am, just very much doing like a stream of consciousness right now. But let's let's torque things up a little bit. And I'm just going to briefly give a little overview. Give me a little sec. I just want to give a little brief overview to the types, all the nine types. So then you can kind of see what we're getting into. So let's let's just start. Let's start with number one. So type one is going to be seen or commonly um, named the perfectionist or the reformer. So your ones are going to be those folks that place a lot of emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly. That's their motivation. And their fear is that they don't want to be seen as imperfect and they tend to be strict with themselves and also with others. Your Enneagram type two is going to be the giver. Twos want to be liked. They want to find ways they can be helpful to others so that they belong. Um, Your type twos are going to fear that feeling of thinking they're unlovable. And um, that, yeah, that's their motivation and their fear. Your three is going to be the achiever. Threes want to be successful and admired by other people. They are very conscious of their public image and their core fear is not being seen as valuable um, to other people. Your type four is going to be your individualist, or um, I also see this as the romanticist. So fours want to be seen as unique and to experience deep emotions. Um, They fear that they are flawed in some way. And for that reason, they're like overly focused on how different they are from other people. Your fives are going to be the investigators and fives seek understanding and knowledge. These are going to be your very cerebral type of people. Um, They're more comfortable with like information, hard facts than other people. And their biggest fear is being overwhelmed by their own needs or the needs of others. 
LOL, I so relate to that. Um, type six, this is going to be your skeptic. Sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and they like to be prepared for problems that they might encounter. Um, the sixes fear is going to be being prepared, is going to be not prepared and feeling like they're unable to defend themselves from danger. Um, so I pulled like a major eight earlier when I said that when I took the quiz one time and I got a six and I was like, no, this doesn't sound like me at all. No, that was just my eight and being a controller and just knowing, no, that's not my type. So I'm going to purposely tell myself that none of this relates to me because I know it's not my type. Like, yeah, I did that. I do relate to sixes very much. Um, so I just had to put that out there. Your type sevens are going to be your enthusiast. Um, sevens are motivated by fun and adventure and they want to have as much of it as possible. And sevens fear emotional pain and um, sadness. They try to avoid it by staying busy, staying active, staying fun and fresh. So your type eight is going to be the challenger. So eight see themselves as strong and powerful and they seek to stand up for what they believe in. Um, the big fear for eights is powerlessness. Um, so a lot of times we focus on controlling our environment. Big ass stereotype with eights, and I'm going to dive into it. Um, a lot of people think that eights want to control them. No, I frankly don't give a fuck what you're doing um, as long as it's not impacting me or those around me. I do like to control my environment. I don't like to feel like anyone else is controlling me, but I don't give a mother F. You do you, babe. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people think like eights care more about what other people are doing than we actually do. Um, just don't try to tell me what to do. You can do you all day, baby. And our nines, our nines are going to be the peacemakers. Nines like to go with the flow and let the people around them set the agenda. Their big fear is like pushing people away by prioritizing their own needs. And um, sometimes they can tend to be passive, that kind of thing. Um, so again, these are just the core motivators and fears. These do not in any way you know, exhaust the personality traits of all of the type nine, um, Enneagram types, and it's, there, there's so much more to it. And we're going to unpack that in the series. But tonight, let's dive in. Let's just dive into the eight. So yeah, yeah, like I mentioned, eight, eights can get a bad reputation. So a lot of times when you read about eights or see the little memes on Instagram, um, eights can be known as angry, bossy, bold. I find there's a, especially in, in our society, there's a bigger acceptance of male eights than there is of female eights. Male eights are like bosses. Oh, like, look at this guy, you know, look at him doing big things, fucking Elon Musk, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how that is. But like female eights are like angry or hostile or like get labeled like, you know, alpha female and things like that. And it's just like, okay, like just, just chill a little bit with the toxic masculinity. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the thing about angry, bossy, bold, like personally, I think anyone can be labeled those types of things. I think anyone has that capability in, in the right environment. Um, you know, I just think that that, again, none of these things are solely unique to, to one number. It's just that this is how eights tend to manifest their personality um, the most. So that tends to be what what we're known for. Um, there are some eights out there that can like just be mean. Like there's just some people that are just straight up cold, like cutthroat, that's it, bing, bang, boom, we're done here. 
Um, but they certainly don't have to be. Um, eights can be bossy, but they certainly don't have to be. And damn it, we can be angry, but we certainly don't have to be. And again, there's stereotypes for any number. So when you really kind of break it down, that's it, it becomes apparent. These are some of these things are just stereotypes, and it doesn't explain to you why a person might be acting or reacting in in a way that they are, unless you understand where that's coming from. Um, no, so I'm not saying give somebody a pair of ice skates so they can fucking skate around your ass. No, I'm not saying that. Like, listen, I've been there before. You let one thing slide and they're fucking doing 360s on the skating rink. No, I've been there. So I'm not saying, you know, let any of these Enneagram traits kind of give people a pass to be shitty. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying it, it allows us to understand folks a bit better. Um, yeah, let's let's jump back into the whole anger thing now that I'm on my little soapbox, now that I'm getting like all hot up here doing the damn thing. Me, eights aren't angry, sweating. Um, yeah, so the, the angry thing, it's a big old stereotype, wildly ran with when it comes to the eights. I, I certainly don't think we're the only number on the Enneagram to feel anger. I mean, if we are, are you guys okay? Um, but we certainly are the most comfortable displaying anger. And by that, I mean, we don't suppress it. We don't hide it. We don't do any of that. We're not going to ruminate. I do not want to sit there and talk about the same thing over and over again. No, it is very much not me. My shoulders just tensed up when I thought about doing that. No, I am like, Typically, I just face things head on. I just got to get it out, got to release the whole vibe. Um, one thing about eights, though, when we are not thriving, when we're not healthy, we can take on um, one of the less nice characteristics of the five, which is to be a little bit like reclusive and secretive. Um, so occasionally, like I, I've had, you know, episodes of like deep depression. And in those situations, um, if I were to have like an argument with someone, I'm not going to face it head on. I'm, I'm, I'm retreating into my little cave. I'm taking my time to decompress. Sometimes it's conscious because I know that what's about to come out of my mouth is fucking mm -mm, no one should hear it. And so sometimes it's conscious and sometimes it's, it's not. And I'm just doing it because I need a little time to cool off. Um, but typically when we're healthy, eights just confront these types of things head on. Um, it's very bold. It, it's intense. And, um, the energy of eights is not always matched. So, you know, that, that intensity can certainly be seen as, as something like anger to folks who aren't familiar with that energy, um, or who maybe are a bit more like passive in, in their, um, displays of, you know, disagreement or whatnot. Um, I definitely think that, you know, if, if an eight is angry or, or whatever it is that they're feeling, and they'll tell you, I, I personally think that's great. That's how I like to communicate. And that's how I like to be communicated with. Um, but a lot of people give that, you know, that's like a, mm -mm, we don't like to do that. Um, one thing about that that bothers me is like, if other types feel angry, like they'll cry or like withdraw. And that's just like, that's not seen as being as problem problematic as anger, which to me, it makes no sense. Because to me, displaying my emotion is productive. Hiding my emotion is not productive, um, which is like a total contradiction because as eights, we also like to protect our vulnerability, which is like, again, I think kind of why I put my shit out there first. There ain't shit you can tell me about me that I haven't already known myself. Like, it's just, I'm very that. I'm very, very that. It's very eight energy. 
but yeah, I just, I, I kind of feel for the eights a little bit and not just because I am an eight, but I, I've known some eights before I even knew I was an eight. And it's like, they're, they can be very misread. Um, again, it's this intensity that it can sometimes just, uh, it, it can be intimidating to some. Um, and I, I think that, you know, intimidating can be okay. Um, but when I, I see that sometimes these, um, these eight types are villainized a bit, I, uh, that, that makes me upset. I don't, I don't like to see that. Um, cause I'm, I'm a very firm believer that like anger doesn't have to be a negative emotion. And like, I hate to even keep using the word anger. Cause like, I don't really feel anger. It's, it's just intensity to me. Um, but sure. Semantics. Um, I just, I personally don't think any emotion is negative. You know, we can, we can have negative reactions to emotions. We can have maladaptive coping mechanisms for our emotions. Um, but I don't think emotions themselves are bad. I personally love my ability to very much feel and also express my anger or my frustration or my joy. I express my joy as passionately as I express my anger. That's the thing about, about me, about AIDS. Um, and a lot of times those things can go hand in hand, passion and anger go hand in hand for me. Um, but you know, I just like, for me, like, yeah, sure. Can anger be coupled with meanness? Absolutely. But it certainly doesn't have to be. Um, can anger be coupled with violence? Sure. But it doesn't have to be. Can anger be coupled with excessive drinking or reckless behavior? Yes, um, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, it certainly at times has for me. Um, like I said, when I'm not at my best, my healthiest, my most authentic, I have had some unhealthy and, and reckless responses related to anger. Um, you know, certain events that might have angered me at a, at a certain time. Um, you know, my, my ability to feel and process my anger hasn't changed. Um, but my reaction, my coping mechanisms, um, those are the things that I've worked on changing. Those are the things that knowing this about myself, studying the Enneagram, um, those are the things that I've been able to really be productive with. Um, I don't want to change anything about me. I don't want to change how deeply or, or how intensely I feel things. But I, there are some things that have gotten me into a bit of hot water. Um, you know, just like there are certain traits of anyone who, who can get them in a little bit of hot water. Um, you know, sometimes fives can be seen as secretive and, you know, whisper down the lane type of thing. And there's, you could spin anything. Um, but I'm just very, like I said, I'm, I'm very open. I'm very authentic. So I'm just, I'm just putting my shit right all out here for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I tend to express things loudly. Um, some people tend to express things by like crying or playing the victim um, not that one is like a superior and inferior response or action. Um, I prefer, and I find expressing it to be more productive. Um, others do not. And I think that that is a, okay. That is, that's, that's you. And this is me. Um, and, and we love that. Um, but yeah, you know, just like, back to, back to emotions, like with any emotion, you just, you don't want to live there. And like, I just, I love the ability to just, to feel every emotion intensely and to know, you know, what I'm feeling right now is anger. What I'm feeling right now is joy. What I'm feeling right now is gratitude. What I'm feeling right now is sadness. I love that. Um, 
you know, you just, you, you never want to live there. You never want to stay there. And I think that goes for anything. Um, you never want to live in anger so much that you forget about joy. You forget about hope. But I'd also argue the same thing, like for feelings of happiness, like you never want to confine yourself to always being like happy so much that you forget struggle or, you know, things like that even exist. And, and you sort of lose the ability to cope with adversity or loss. You see what I'm saying there? You never want to just be too much of one thing. Like toxic positivity, I, I don't, that shit don't jive with me. Um, I don't, for me, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't teach me any resilience. It just, it, it's not my thing. Um, so again, cool, great, do you. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just think that like emotions aren't necessarily bad responses and, and, um, honestly, society's perceptions and stereotyping of emotions can certainly be bad. And, and that's what causes uncomfortable feelings. Um, you know, I feel like even from a young age, we're like sort of taught that like raising your voice is unacceptable. Um, you know, standing up for certain things is unacceptable. Rocking the boat is unacceptable. Baby, that is my game. That is it. That is a like, listen, uh, uh, that is it. If there's a button to push, I'm gonna push it. Um, and not in just like a catty petty way. Like I always describe myself as I'm certainly not a rule follower, but I'm not a rule breaker. I'm like a rule assessor. I like to see, okay, so this is, this is the way we've always done it. Okay. That's great. But does this way continue to serve us? Has anything around us changed or adapted so much that this intervention no longer suits this issue? If so, how can I do it differently? I'm very much that. That's just how my mind works. If there's a way to do something, I kind of want to see if there's a better way to do it. I that's that's that boldness. That's that intensity. And um, eights are um, also described as um, one of the numbers with the highest energy on the Enneagram. Um, for a lot of eights, that's physical energy. They're going to be like your freaking CrossFit bros. They're going to be skydiving. They're going to do all that. I'm just personally not thrill seeking. Um, but my energy comes in, like, I can be so depleted, like, freaking work, like, seven, eight days in a row, but I see a project in my home that I want done, and I have the capability of doing it. Bitch, I'm going to pop out a freaking tool belt, I'm going to pop out a little Home Depot website, I hop on YouTube, and I'm going to get it done. Like, very much, I could build something out of nothing in, like, an afternoon. Um, that's just, that's how I am. I'm not going to wait for someone else to do it. If I can do it, I'm just going to figure it the fuck out. Um, even if I didn't do it right. Okay. Is it working? Did it break? Okay, fine. Then great. That's, that's my kind of energy. Um, not really like the thrills and frills kind of gal. Um, but yeah, that's just like some of like the different ways that, you know, my energy can manifest. And like I said, some eights manifest their energy differently. Um, but like, don't get me wrong there, you know, with, with any number, with any person, you're going to have your really healthy types and, and you're going to have those who are unhealthy where they're sort of just living in, in those, you know, negative traits of, of each type. Um, so there are certainly eights that, that live in anger. There are eights that live in vengeance. There are eights that live in revenge and things like that. Um, and then there are healthy eights that, you know, live in things like leadership roles and, passion and, you know, social justice reform and that kind of thing. 
Um, so you can certainly see how there's two very different ends of the spectrum there, depending on how in tune someone is um, with with themselves and you know with their own spiritual journey and you know um, understanding what it is that they're feeling and why. Um, I definitely feel like after the past few years, certainly my late twenties, and you know now I'm you know 31 and I'm I'm into my early 30s at this point. But I, I definitely understand um, my spiritual journey a little bit better. I understand that my ability and, and my willingness to feel anger and, um, you know, being honest with myself that at a certain period of, of time in my life, um, I had a bad temper. I had an anger management problem. I didn't like it. The people around me didn't like it. Um, but damn it, I spent $165 a session and I went to therapy for a couple years to work on it. So, you know, and I'm like, I don't, again, I don't want to hear no excuses. I really don't want to hear no excuses. Like, listen, if I could do that <laughs> and go from swinging fists at a bar after hours to like fucking kumbaya over here, listen, I'm just, I'm just saying therapy works. Um, <laughs> So like that, that just, it, I wasn't always like that. I wasn't always able to feel anger and then say, I'm going to process this in a healthy way. You know, I'm, I'm, it's okay to have a disagreement. I don't have to have a fight. Um, it's okay to feel like this person disrespected me. I don't have to confront them. So they know that, you know, they never need to do that again. You know, I, I know now that I can sort of wield my power, so to speak in a different way and I can get much better results. Um, you know, that was just, that was, that's actually how I discovered the Enneagram. Um, I was doing like a lot of like self-reflection and, um, it was around the time that I, uh, was wrapping up therapy. I went for, I went to therapy a couple of times. So like I said, I did go to therapy once. Um, it was brief, like a couple of sessions, um, for what I thought was an anger management problem. And that's when my therapist was like, listen, like it's, it's okay to feel angry. You can certainly change your reactions, but like people do shit to make us angry. That's, that's not, that's not all on you to carry. And that's such an eight thing also. Like I, I felt like it was my responsibility and it's not, um, it's not people, people can be shitty. Um, but what I've learned is I just, I don't have to be so shitty back and I'm certainly much happier this way. Um, I do not let people walk all over me, but you know, what I realized was by responding to some of these situations and some of the ways that I was, it, it really could have gotten me into trouble or, you know, ruined some of my relationships and things like that. Um, so I am very grateful that I had the opportunity to dive into this topic and just really reflect and figure out how I can do this, this whole life shit a little bit better. You know what I mean? And I'm just freaking, I, I love it. I love knowing my type. I love knowing the types of those around me. Um, like I said, I'm not a freaking coach, but like, I swear to God, I can meet someone just like one time, a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like a two. I, um, uh, I, it's, it's, it's not a gift. It's just, I have like sort of like a photographic memory. So I like memorize the types and their motivations and their fears. And you can, once you're in tune to that, you can perceive that in other people. Um, and again, it helps me to respond and, and react. Um, it helps me to sort of like choose my battles, choose my words wisely um, when I can understand where the other person is coming from. Um, 
you know, like with like my sisters and I, I know like we can just be balls to the walls. We're all fucking passionate. We all do the damn thing. Um, I, I, I can just, I can just be me. Um, occasionally like my mom and, um, one of my sisters, Kelly, they'll say like, Oh, you're mean. Um, and that's just like, we communicate those types of emotions very differently. Um, and so what I don't, what I see as direct, um, they can sometimes see as mean. So I, I know that I have to, you know, sort of finesse it a little bit from time to time. I think that they understand me better now that we're all, you know, growing up. Um, certainly there's some friends that I have to finesse, um, you know, some, uh, some of my emotion around, I don't change it. I, I just understand that not everyone is, is, you know, up to matching this type of energy. Um, and I, I certainly get that. Um, and you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know if I've done enough of a job of talking about how really great eights can be. Um, again, we don't like to be very vulnerable, so I don't want to like sit here and like toot my own horn. I, I think there's a lot of great qualities to an eight. Um, but I really did want to highlight some of the, um, stereotypes so that, you know, maybe some people could understand some of the people in their lives a little bit better if, if maybe they have an eight who, you know, they can't quite, I don't know, dissect that dynamic a bit. Um, but again, I, I don't want to take credit and, you know, I, I don't want to make it seem like every bold, passionate, or, or even temperamental person that you know is an eight. Um, the Enneagram is fluid and it's, you know, it's, it's not meant to assign people to one set of rules or anything like that. Um, you know, we, to do that is, is to misuse the Enneagram. It's, it's not meant to do that at all. Um, it's, it's meant to understand, to grow. And I just, I really love that about it. Last name ever, first name greatest, like a sprained ankle boy, ain't nothing to play. Who am I kidding? Let's just do it. Let's just talk about some of the great personality traits of the eight. Um, so a lot of times you're going to see your eights as independent, self-sufficient, which I think is great. Some people think it's toxic. I think it's great. Um, eights tend to carry like a, a fierce, very much like confident energy. Um, I always see eights described as like eights are the energy that like when they walk into a room, their energy is felt. Um, I, not that like, oh, all eyes are on us, but like there's, there's just like this dynamic, I don't know. I'm, I'm loud as shit too. Maybe it's just that. Um, eights also have like a lot of determination and stamina. Um, there's a lot of perseverance to this. Like it's, we don't fatigue very quickly. Like we're very much willing to put in the work. We're very much willing to do it ourselves, which I think a lot of times is um, why that sort of gets misconstrued as like wanting to control other people. Um, because we're very much not to, you know, be negative towards anyone else, but we're very much willing to just like pick up the slack. Like this fucking has to get done. You're not doing it. Let, let me just do what I have to do. Like very that. And, and not in like a, um, you know, there's no like animosity in it. It's just like, okay, we, it's, we're doing it. Um, very energetic, very busy. There's always something going on. Um, and it's not always like a social calendar thing. Like I can go days without talking to some of my friends and I'm like, sorry, I've been painting my kitchen and, you know, sanding the railings on my staircase and like a list a million other things that I did that have absolutely nothing to do with interacting with the outside world. Um, yeah, very busy, uh, very passionate. Um, a lot of eights in, in positions of power, a lot of eights in power. 
Um, let's see. Um, I mean, definitely can be, you know, stubborn, but, um, we already, we already mentioned that. Let's just talk about the amazing things. I saw this meme the other day and it was, um, it was like, a, I think it might've been like a tweet someone wrote and it was like, I just don't understand why we would need a resume. Like you should just know a bad bitch when you see one. And I was like, that is very much, that's eight energy. Um, I relate to that very much on a visceral level. Like you should just, you should just know it when you see it. And I don't understand why you don't. Um, My bad. I thought my audio was ditching us for a second. Um, I saw this other meme and it was, um, it was like this picture of like Adele or someone like making this like kind of ugly, like concentrating face. And it was something like when someone raises their voice at you and you're trying to figure out who the fuck they think they're talking to. <laughs> and I was like, that is my face <laughs> so often. Like, well, I hope my job's not losing. But sometimes during meetings, I'll just sit there and I'll see my reflection on Zoom. And I'm like, oh, shit, stop. Like, I'll just be sitting there, like, eyes squinted, upper upper teeth sticking out of my lip. Like, just like, what the fuck? It's very, very much innate energy. Um, it's just, just very much that. <laughs> I'm going to be candid with y'all. We get a couple coins per listen. So, you know the drill. Here comes an ad from our sponsor again. Feel free to listen. Feel free to fast forward. Feel free to do you. All right, we're going to start to pack it up here. Um, so let's just let's just kind of like drive over the depth quickly. So yeah, the eights, goal-oriented, self-confident, um, freaking trailblazers, man. Like fucking, you know, just like rebelling against the rules of society. Fucking like, there's n absolutely no real estate in my life for the opinions of other people. No effect on me whatsoever. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm very much, it, it is what it is. Um, but like, not, not, not to harp on the stubbornness, because like, also like, very much, eights are strong advocates for other people. Um, we're very concerned with justice, very concerned with um, fighting oppression social justice, protecting the weak or people who have been marginalized. Um, a lot of times that's, that's sort of just like how the eights view the world. Um, and we're very much just willing to, to fight that good fight. Um, energetic and direct. We are just, we're not shy to, to jump in, take the lead. Um, decisive, willful, um, okay with conflict and not in like a, oh, we like to start fights way. Awesome. I do like to spill the tea, um, but like conflict in the sense of like, you know, having disagreements and, and having conflicts, even in the workspace that to me, that fosters an inclusive workspace. You know, everyone's opinion is heard. Um, you know, I'm not just going to go with the flow. If, if I have something that I think might be beneficial to add, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Sally just so, you know, let's, let's make sure that we're looking at everything from every angle here. Um, you know, some people, you know, might, might call me like bossy or whatever. Um, but, you know, really just, you know, just at our, at our core, we're just, you know, we're just trying to be the protector, man. That's the other name we go by the fucking protector. And, um, I think a lot of people that know me would, would say that that's definitely the vibe. Um, 
Oh, okay. I'm reading something and it's just really nice. So I'm going to end with this. Healthy eights are brave and charismatic leaders who stand up for themselves and others. Love that. But fine, I'll read the less healthy eight. Less healthy eights may ruin relationships on their path toward power and authority. 100%. 100%. percent. I can see that. Um, like I said, eights in eights tend to grow and thrive um, when we can access our vulnerability, our weaknesses, our emotions, and, you know, really harness those and, and use them for good. Um, and I just, you know, I love that. We're just here to make an impact. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if you're, you know, wondering how you can recognize an Enneagram eight, you know, these are going to be your folks that jumping into the leadership roles, presence is known. Um, there, there are a lot of eights that just kind of like have the vibe of like pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I'm not very much that. Um, like I said, I am very much self-sufficient, but I, I expect that of me. I don't necessarily expect that of other people. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see some of your eights like, you know, butting head with authority, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's so much more to eights. There's so much more to every number. Um, we could go on and on. We could start talking about wings. Like I mentioned, um, I'm in between a seven and a nine. So I'm, I, sometimes I'm an eight wing seven, sometimes an eight wing nine. I really, I, if you ask me, I think I'm just a freaking eight. Um, but I, I, I think that to try to dissect everything, including wings and, you know, just this, this little podcast series that we're doing here. Um, I think that that would be a really, yeah, that would, that would be a steep task. And, uh, I just, I don't know if we're, we're ready for that. But let's end with a couple of awesome, famous Enneagram type eights. Um, we have got our first ever female vice president. We've got Miss Kamala Harris. We've got Martin Luther King Jr. We've got Clint Eastwood. We've got Serena Williams. We've got freaking Barbara Walters. Give it up. We've got Queen Latifah and Roseanne Barr. Are you kidding me? Um, we've got Bernie Sanders, and I love that energy. Um, we've got Chelsea Handler. No one's surprised there. We've got Lil Miss Thang Pink. Um, we've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Love that. She's very much the energy I bring. Um, who else do we have? That's it for like real people. Um, but then you certainly have people like, oh my God, Alec Baldwin. That's so funny. I just saw that. Um, then you have people like Katniss from The Hunger Games, um, Merida from Brave, um, Esmeralda from The Hunchback. Like, come on, like we love these we come on. We love an eight. We just love an eight. I love it so much. Um, all the types have really cool people. So I swear this isn't just going to be like an eight praising podcast series and like everyone else's shit. No, I, I may not have as much enthusiasm as the other numbers. Cause like, they're just, I'm an eight. I like being an eight. Um, but I will, I'll bring that eight energy to all the numbers. So you won't feel left out. I promise you, we will just make your motivations and all your great qualities just shine out of your damn booty hole by the time we're done with this. You know what I'm saying? All right, peeps, we've done enough. We've done too much. Let's sign off here. I thank you for joining us. I thank you for being here. I thank you for persevering through it all. And I will catch you next time for the start of the Enneagram triad series with my two cousins. And we will link back up when it's time to get down and 30. All right, peace, queens.